0: Hey friends and welcome back to Tigris. You might hear a little bit of faint sounds of waves in the background and that is because I am recording this podcast episode from Mexico. I'm here in Puerto Vallarta for the week working remotely. I'm here with Mimi who flew down with me as an emotional support animal which was actually a process that was a lot more seamless than I expected it to be because I was very nervous about traveling with her again, but she was honestly fine. We didn't do any trazodone or anything like that, but we got on the plane and she immediately fell asleep. So I am recording my podcast from my bedroom here and have so much to catch you up about. First of all, I don't know how many of you know this, but I am an audiobook fanatic. I don't think I'm a great reader because I feel like my mind is super busy to the point where if I'm trying to look at a page and do a reading of like a physical copy of a book, I just lose track of where I am. I don't have the easiest time with like retaining what I read earlier on the page. So I kind of sometimes like find myself dissociating from reading where like, you know, I'm consciously reading. I'm flipping through pages, but then at the end of the chapter, I'm like, wait, what just happened? What did I just read? And so I have to like go back. Anyways, it's like not a great time and I don't really enjoy it. However, I love books and I love audiobooks and I listen to them usually on like 1.2 to 1.8x speed. And I love that I can speed it up because I find that if like the words are too slow, I start seeing my mind wander. But if I'm doing something like walking the dog, working, or riding the subway, because I feel that I am able to occupy part of my brain while also allowing the part that's, you know, fully tuned into um, the audiobook to truly focus on the words that it's saying. So anyways, all that to say, while I've been traveling and walking around these new cities, Mimi and I were in Mexico City last week before coming to Puerto As we've been traveling more, I listen to a lot more audiobooks because I just love walking around, exploring, but also just, you know, if I'm doing like morning stretches or like getting ready, unpacking, I'm usually listening to an audiobook because I'm still working on being better about experiencing silence. Anyways, so I wanted to talk a little bit about books that have changed my life slash books that I am currently reading that I really loved. First of all, I usually tend to read more like nonfiction, just because I like the feeling of like continued learning, and I also really like reading things that I can then use like the knowledge of in upcoming conversations. So, you know, especially autobiographies of politicians and um, and everything like that. So that's kind of where I usually tend towards. But recently, I've also kind of come back to more fiction books, which have honestly just been super fun. And Henry is the one who really turned me back onto fiction because you know, he's a big reader, uh, both of audiobooks, but also physical copy books and um, is a big Harry Potter fan. So I had actually never read or listened to Harry Potter until we started dating and he listens to it like while he's going to sleep. And so now I am also a Harry Potter fan. So but really, for me, I think I definitely tend towards like nonfiction books for my audiobooks and uh, and then also like autobiographies. The book that I think has been hands down one of the most life changing is the book Pleasure Activism by Adrienne Marie Brown. And I recently talked about that in a podcast episode, maybe a few months ago, because it really my biggest takeaway from it is like how pleasure finding pleasure is one of the biggest forms of resistance in a world where, you know, our enjoyment or joy in general isn't as prioritized and celebrated. And it talks a lot about how in like a capitalistic white supremacist based uh, and patterned society that pleasure, especially for marginalized communities, um, isn't centered and isn't prioritized. So pleasure activism is a really, really important book in my own journey. And I've actually been meaning to listen to it again, because I think, you know, with antidepressants as myself, you know, my, in- my inclination and desire for sexual pleasure hasn't been as heightened because antidepressants suppress that. I've been looking for a little bit more inspiration on reconnecting with my body in that way. So Pleasure Activism is like a must-read book. Also, Body Keeps the Score for all the mental health girlies out there who want to learn more about like how their bodies hold on to trauma or just try to understand certain reactions around anxiety or sadness or just feeling heaviness. The Body Keeps the Score was a huge part of my healing journey and actually a really big part of why I decided to become a certified yoga instructor because There's this whole part of the book that talks about how yoga is a powerful mode of meditation and just realigning physical and mental health. So Body Keeps the Score is another. Recently, something that I started, which I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, is executive leadership coaching. I started working with this incredible coach that was recommended to me by one of my investors. And one thing I realized that I really missed was homework. I have always been like, you know, the teacher's pet in class who asked about homework assignments when the teacher had clearly forgotten to assign homework and then everybody else in the class like hated, like, why would you ask? But I really enjoy homework, not usually reading homework, at least when it was actually, you know, in school, but I like reading now with audiobooks and um, especially when I can put it at my own pace. So for me, I did not realize that a part of coaching would be homework. But at the end of every single week, my coach assigns me, you know, several books to read and a prompt to respond to. And I think that now that, you know, I'm not in school and any sort of quote unquote homework is around something that I am interested in, is directly applicable to what I'm doing and I can directly put my learnings into practice, I really appreciate it a lot more And so this week, the book that I read was called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's definitely more on like the self-help side of genres, which is not something I would usually go for or feel excited by. But I think that because I have been craving a little bit more understanding and space for self reflection i actually really enjoyed it and i wanted to just reflect on something that it talked about a lot which i really related to and that is the upper limit problem i had never heard this term before although i think that to me what it describes is something i'm very familiar with which is self sabotage but essentially what i understood the upper limit problem to be is when people who are you know highly ambitious or looking to for a lot of professional success there is this feeling of not deserving the, um, you know, the accolades or like the proofs of their labor. And so some sort of self-sabotage thing happens, whether that be they get physically sick, like actually ill, or they might do something like have an affair that kind of puts a big, you know, disruptive bomb in their personal lives to make it really unhappy and make that success not something that they can enjoy. And how all of this stems from this kind of this stuck position where as a highly ambitious person, you one, don't think that you deserve the fruits of labor when you're working so hard, or it comes from a place where you get so addicted to like the hustle and the striving for what you're looking for. And you program yourself to always be looking for something more and you never really feel fulfilled and satisfied with what you already have. I think that for me, you know, self-sabotage as like a therapeutic term, comes up a lot in my therapy sessions but also just in like my own journaling because you know I think inherent part of having borderline personality disorder or any sort of borderline traits is feeling undeserving and really struggling with like concept of self and self-worth and so I was reading this book and I don't think a lot of the concepts were new for me but one of the things that I found helpful about it is that it gave me sort of new language to verbalize some of the things that I've been feeling lately which are that like I'm really thankful to be in a position where my life is going well, right? Like I'm I'm safe, I have a beautiful home, I have a dog that I love so much that makes my life feel complete. I'm in a relationship that is very stable with someone that I really trust, that I really care about, and work while very stressful is going well. Like, you know, August where we just launched on Amazon, we're getting ready to launch into retail and like things are going well. And yet something that I've been struggling with in kind of this like recent depressive episode is like this feeling like I am nowhere near to where I want to be even though I don't even really know concretely where that is or this kind of impatience I have in me to complain about being bored and I think that sometimes when I get that feeling of like being bored like historically I've done things that are really impulsive and not very responsible and have hard consequences whether that be self-harm or you know partying hard in a new way or impulsively booking trips that I don't really want to go on in the moment although of course I'll eventually enjoy or sabotaging my personal relationship so that when I'm at home there's a lot of toxicity and unhealthy drama and like just not being the most healthy in that in a relationship. And I think that now I'm thankful to be at a point in my own healing mental health journey where I can be a little bit more reflective about that. And I think that weekly therapy definitely with a therapist that can really push me on some of these things has been super helpful. But I think that these are things that I've noticed in my past and kind of with urges that I have now, where it's this like impatience and this um, comfort that I have in chaos. But at the end of the day, like the success that I want to strive for involves living a life of abundance and comfort where I can be comfortable and feel safe and loved at home. And I have the resources that I need to live an abundant life where I can support my family and my friends and, you know, travel when I want to and eat amazing food and not worry about money in ways that I did when I was younger. And I think that, you know, a lot of my sort of tendencies to be a workaholic and sacrifice like sleep and well-being for work comes from this idea that like, I'm not at that point yet, and I'm not at the point of like what I envision to be success. But, but then when I really look at it, I'm like, but I do have everything that I would want. Like I can afford a good home. I can support my family when, um, you know, they need me. I can have a dog. I can have, you know, live in a place that I love. I can live a comfortable life in New York City, one of the most expensive places to live in the world. And like, how do I really just be in that moment and enjoy that? And I think it's hard for me to look at all of like, it's hard for me to like, regardless of logic. Be aware of feeling so thankful and wanting to lean into the beauty of what I have in my life right now and the reality of still in my heart feeling like I am not doing enough and that I am not enough and this stability is misleading and it's supposed to trick me and like at any moment something big can come and rip the rug out from under me and I'll be back at square zero you know so you know my therapist and my coach say that I definitely have a tendency to like self-diagnose which is interesting because that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves that my mom does is use a lot of therapy talk in that so I'm trying not to self-diagnose um which is probably an easy tendency when I'm reading these self-help books that have like a lot of you know what I would consider therapy talk but um but yeah so that's what I've been thinking about in reading these kind of recent books with the upper limit problem with the big leap. Um, and now I just started reading uh, at recommendation for my coach, the book, The Untethered Soul. So if anybody wants to read that with me, it's kind of about like getting in touch with your inner voice and also like learning how to manage a very loud inner voice. So if anybody wants to read that with me and discuss, i super down. I've always been trying to start like a little book club um, because I love audiobooks. So uh, let me know if you're interested and Um, yeah, hope that this helps, uh, anyone out there who might also be struggling with what Gay Hendricks calls the upper limit problem. Anyways, I'll see you next week on Tigris, um, and thank you so much for listening.